0: into the high stakes town of las vegas we go we'll have a full weekend trucks xfinity and cup all that coming up here on the bernie lytics podcast my name's matt close alongside me tonight is brandon monroe and mark chavez and we're just going to get right into it so let's start out with the truck series. Kyle Busch back behind the wheel of the truck in his hometown. There's nothing we can say but he's the favorite to win.
1: I mean, he's uh, by far the favorite to win, <laughs> um, and Bernie thinks so too. With a first uh, that I've ever seen, a negative score. If uh, that is correct, right, Matt?
0: Yeah, that's the first I've ever seen a negative score. I knew it. W- I knew it was kind of possible with these new models that we're using sometimes give that projection but yeah i never thought we'd actually see a negative score not to mention that that is 10 or 11 almost 11 total points higher than the guy behind which is uh cask
1: yeah um surprising to see kaz there uh, i know he had some good runs you know at some tracks last year in the truck series uh probably the road courses and all that type of stuff i mean he's a good road racer and uh good plate racer too um young motorsports equipment Obviously, I don't think he should be as high as he is based on what type of truck he's running. But, you know, if you're looking at it later down the road, when we start taking a look at, you know, fantasy teams after qualifying. Could be a play in DraftKings, depending on where he qualifies. Uh, somebody that I like based off Bernie's numbers right now, uh, Christian Eckes. Looks like he is slotted in, looks like fifth? behind Krafton. Um Won this race in the fall last year. Um, always liked him as a driver. Uh, you know, I've said before, I think he kind of got the shaft at KBM and Toyota, kind of forcing him out into that part-time ride at ThorSport last year. But seeing him up here, coming off the win at this track last year, really like that pick, and I think he deserves the spot that we have him in the rankings right now.
2: I mean, how can you not think Kyle Busch is the favorite, to be honest? Uh, last uh, Since 2013, he's won 66% of the cup races that he's entered, although he did lose this race last year to teammate John Hunter Nimichick.
0: Yeah, so I, I want to bounce back to what brand was saying there about Kaz Gurala, uh And we have him in that second position. La- I just pulled up his last year's stats. He did three races in the truck series last year, two of them, like we noted at road courses, and eighth at Daytona Road and Walklands Glen. He came 12th. That third race, though, on a mile and a half, Texas, on Texas, in the Randy Young truck, started second and finished second.
1: Well, I am going to have to go back and watch that race through again, because that is pretty damn impressive. Uh, Don't remember that one off the top of my head, but it is a mile and a half track. So, I mean, if that's what he did with that truck last year, um, I guess it is something to kind of keep an eye on.
2: I uh, hate to be the guy that always has to correct things, but that second last year, while in Texas, was at Coda. Oh, well, uh, it, was, it was, was a road course. course. It was oh, a road
1: yeah. course. All right, three road courses.
2: Texas.
0: Uh,
1: well, that, that makes a lot more sense then, and I do remember that. Uh, I think they had to deal. Did, uh, yeah, no, they, they dealt with rain, not as much as the cup race there last year, but they had a bit of rain. It dried up later on in the race. Um. But that is not surprising to see that I, I could have sworn he did a plate race last year, but you know, maybe I'm thinking about a year or two before I know Kaz is a good plate racer. So that would be something if he did do those races, why he'd be up there. But yeah, just he, having, just having the three road course races. He had a top sense. 10 at
2: Talladega in his only race in 2020, but I'm yeah. just, I know Bernie does pull back like the last 10 races and you go back to his uh, full-time year and believe it was full-time in 2017, uh, races before there that had or races at the end of the season, they had good finishes in uh, fifth at Phoenix six, actually at Texas and seventh at Martinsville fifth at Vegas. So I, I see where a lot of these wind up coming from. Uh, although that wasn't a better, better truck than he is in now.
0: Yeah. I mean, got a little confusion there, I guess with two races now in Texas, which is still, still new to me. And I don't, Still, necessarily agree with the coda track but that was a good pickup uh i i mean it's i i don't think we count him out i think bernie's got them there for a reason and even though we know that that equipment's not quite as good as what he's used to be in it it's still uh we're still at a point where these trucks at mile and a half can be a little bit almost like a plate track the draft still matters a lot
1: I mean, the trucks can be like that, at least on the short term. But again, I think that young motorsports team, in terms of like the lower-end teams, they're not that bad. And that's why I think, depending on where Kaz qualifies, he he could be a good play and say, you know, Daily Fantasy. Not going to go out there and pick him to win the race. Maybe if he happens to have a matchup when those get released um, probably tomorrow at some point before the actual race, that could be a good play. But it's, it is someone to keep an eye on. Uh, someone else to keep an eye on. Uh, Ryan Priest. Um, he only ran two races last year. Those are his only two truck starts, which is why he's up there. But one of them was a win at Nashville. I um, believe he's still driving for DGR this week. So it's one of those teams. I definitely have that a step above Kaz Grala. Um, it's a little bit better equipment. Not top-notch, but Priest is a pretty good driver, and that could be another one depending on what his salary is and what you might see in some other bets that uh, he might be worth taking a look at.
2: He is in a in DGR truck, and he was actually the one I was going to bring up. Uh, ran a truck race last year, won that truck race. Uh, obviously talented, talented driver without a full-time ride in any series this year, so we'll see him hopping around quite a bit. But I definitely look for him to be good. It's going to be tough for anyone to beat Kyle. Although, like I said, his teammate John Hunter did do it in this race last year.
1: Yeah, I don't... I'm not betting on anybody to beat Kyle. I mean, would it shock me if someone like John Hunter Nemechek did it again? No, it, it wouldn't be a shock. But Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch, you know. And in the truck in the Xfinity Series, he's probably the best to ever do it. So to see him up top, to turn a negative number, well, as crazy that is, I can't say it's a complete shock. And... um Safe to say, I'm I'm probably going to be expecting him to win uh, comes Friday night.
2: Uh, not that we necessarily expect him to do anything, but this is also the Return to the Truck Series for champion Todd Bodine, racing his first race back this year.
1: Thank you, uh, Camping World and uh, Marcus Limonis.
0: Yeah, Todd Bodine down there on the list, but it'll be good to see him out there on the track. We just don't have a the data only goes back so far. We only look back so far. So
1: I mean, he's, he's on there he's
0: in the general he's, group.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's old now. I know he's a former series champ, but I'm not expecting much out of Todd. Uh, at least, you know, we're going to get some practice time so we could see what uh, him and that machine can do. Uh, but I'm really not expecting a whole lot out it, of the onion.
2: It, it will uh, will be a decent ride. We did see Stuart Friesen perform better last year than he had the year prior. It is a freezing truck. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was. Decently competitive staying on lead lap, maybe running up in the the top uh, top ten, but I think it'd be pretty surprising if he was able to. Capture any of the former glory that he had in the series.
0: So a person I'm looking and I think we're all need to spotlight in the truck series this year, though, is Matt DiBenedetto. Uh, It's going to be his first race in a truck ever that's not, uh, well, because this is his first season of the trucks, that's not on a plate track. So what what do we think we're going to be expecting performance-wise out of him this year?
1: Mid-pack? I mean, Josh Berry struggled for top tens in that equipment last year when he ran uh, some races for him. And I I don't know what you guys think. I think Josh Berry... Is better than Matt de Benedetto, you could probably argue on the gap in terms of how much better he is, but I think he's a better driver. He struggled for top tens. I don't see Matt de Benedetto really doing much in this equipment unless they had some huge upgrade during the off season um I mean. Barry's won races for JRM in the Xfinity Series. De Benedetto has no NASCAR National Series wins at all. So I don't get why people think this team could be a championship contender. I just don't see it. I don't think the equipment is there. And I think the driver is probably average might be a bit strong for Matt De Benedetto, But I don't think he could carry that equipment into a playoff spot. I think that's the best way I could put what I'm trying to say.
2: I mean, he was basically invisible at Daytona until the end of the race when a lot of cars had started to crash out. Certainly not a good sign uh, for him and that team. He was usually at the front of the plate tracks in the Cup Series, so we at least know that he has experience and while he he could never win, he would always be a contender at the end of those races. So it certainly wasn't a good sign opening week for him. Uh, But I mean, we'll just have to wait and see if, If they can like consistently get top 15s, I would think that's a victory of a season, to be perfectly honest, at least with my expectations. Maybe not the expectations that that Matt has for himself, but at least the expectations I have for him and that team.
1: I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that think this is going to be a good week for Matt because he has two second-place finishes in the Cup Series here, and that's just they're just reading the last page of the book without reading everything else. <laughs> I mean, if you go back and look at those races, uh, I think the first one, that was the one with Blaney and Alex Bowman. And that was going to be a shootout right there. I think Ross Trastain spun out, a couple guys stayed out. Matt Benedetto was one of them. There was a, bunch of just craziness on the restart and he was able to kind of sneak through and uh finish second and then a similar situation in the fall race that year um there was a lot more laps left i think there was probably around 30 40 to go when that started and that led to a bunch of restarts but a similar situation middle of green flag pit stops he ended up getting up near the front finished second that's not really indicative of how he ran in either of those races um So I know there's probably a lot of people, like I said, that are thinking, oh, this is going to be, it's a good track for Matt. He should do really good. I just don't see it. I'm with Mark. If he gets like a top 15 here on Friday night, that's probably a good run for that team in himself.
2: I mean, yeah, that second uh, Vegas race back in 2020, he had several chances at, at the victory too, at least in the spring race, it was one restart. He actually probably did pretty good overall considering uh well, he didn't start second, but there were several restarts in the uh, fall race there back in 2020 that he started second, that he was not able to ever get past uh, Kurt for that victory there.
0: So I've got the sports book up and I'm just looking at the odds for winner of the race. Obviously, Kyle Busch being the favorite at minus 120. Second, though, on this list at plus 400 is John Hunter Nemechek i know he's a little bit further down on our list and mainly due to i think the last two vegas races he did were uh in his dad's equipment it uh, uh, wasn't
2: so, the last one the last two were both I and mean, he was in the yeah, right. last year they are both in uh uh kyle bush motorsports equipment he won one of the races i really think with bernie the thing that's hurting him the most here is that he really did not have that strong of a finish last year in the series uh, made the final four, but a lot of that was on playoff points. He definitely had a weaker second half of the season last year, not winning a race after Pocono, and are just a lot of finishes that were uncharacteristic to what we saw in the beginning of the season uh, in the last ten races or so. I don't really love the value with John Hunter there just because they didn't end the season last year super strong. Uh, some of his top competition, not in the series anymore, but I still uh, think it'll be some. A lot of drivers will be close to him this year, and bet plus four hundred with Kyle in the field. I don't like it. If I have to honestly pick on pick someone here to bet, I do like Ryan Priest at at plus two thousand. Uh, equipment isn't the best, but it's going to take something crazy really for I think anyone other than Kyle or John Hunter to win this race to begin with. So I, I think Ryan Priest is someone that could, if the opportunity arises, uh, capitalize on it.
1: Yeah, Priest Priest isn't that bad. Um, I definitely take a look at the Thor Sport trucks. Um, oh, granted, <laughs> there was you know some late race shenanigans in the race here last year, but they did finish one, two, three, four. Um, and then you'll look at the values of some of them. Obviously, I'm probably going to stay away from Matt Crafton, who I don't remember the last time he won a race. It's it's been a while. I think it was like kansas
2: it was whenever it was after his last championship
1: it it was it was the covid season i think it was 2020 i want to say it was like kansas um he hasn't won in a while but you know christian he won this race in the fall last year plus 1800 uh ben rhodes plus 1500 i believe he finished second those are two guys that i take a look at um also chandler smith in the same equipment as John Hunter Niemicek and Kyle Bush, And I think you can make the argument. He ended the season last year, pretty strong won the season finale at Phoenix. Um, and, and the value there compared to John Hunter Niemicek, like I said, plus 1400, there's a lot more value there. I'd probably take a look at him as well.
0: Yeah. I think if you're going to try and get uh, any money other than uh, Kyle, John Hunter is a place to look. I am i'm looking back at the works because i saw his average finish the last three times that they came here to vegas was 22nd so it looks like last year there were some uh last in the fall finishing 33rd obviously the win in between and then like a medium finish there and what was the uh his dad's equipment but it, yeah. it
1: I was gonna say if I remember right, in that thirty thirty he had last year, it was wasn't the car just it kept like shutting off on him or something weird like that. I
2: I don't remember for sure. He did finish several laps he, down. Yeah
1: a lot of laps down. Yeah, if I almost, remember right, he had mechanical 50. problems. Yeah.
2: He did before that though, he did lead 33 laps before he started having issues.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, so, so yeah, so no doubt he's gonna go out there and if if Kyle's not uh, winning, he'll win. I funny don't enough, really think there is any long shot that I would even see worth t- worth taking.
2: Uh, funny enough, the, uh. Four, the fourth uh, Thor four sports, four cards, let let a combined 11 laps in the series last year, <laughs> most laps actually led to someone who I think had he stayed in the series would have been a serious championship th- threat, came on real strong last year being Todd Gill but not no longer in the series
1: this year. That truck did win Daytona. I think Zane Smith's pretty good. So, maybe maybe take a look at Zane Smith, too. He's plus 1,500. That might not be bad, either.
0: So, it definitely seems like to win the race, we're all looking at Kyle Bush or John Hunter, right?
1: I'm probably just looking at Kyle. <laughs> Minus 120 actually is a lot better than I thought you would get him at for this yeah,
2: race. It's not the worst we've seen for him in these truck races. So, I mean... It's it's definitely want to go Kyle. John Hunter did beat him straight up uh, three times last year. Kyle had some issues in some of those races, but I uh, I think still Kyle's just so good in these trucks, it's hard to bet against
0: him. All right. So with that, obviously, we all think Kyle's going to win we can turn towards the Xfinity series race, which I don't think is such a, a gimme for anybody out there in the field. Uh, it looks like Bernie's got the top three, Daniel Hemrick, AJ Almendinger, and Justin Allgaier.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, that's not that bad. Um, but I'm going to go a little down the list and go with the guy that won here in the fall. And that's Josh Berry. Um, I think we noted last week, uh, there were some inconsistencies with his season um, last year at times, but this is a guy who won two races. He won at Vegas last year. Uh, seeing him down there on the scores, can't really say it's a little surprising after what we discussed last week. But that's probably the first person I'd look at. Um, I know John Hunter Nemechek. I believe he is also in this race, but I don't. I think that's about like Sam Hunt. So it's not like a major team. Um, you know, I'm I'm just trying to kind of go through here, and there's there's nothing really that jumps out to me. I guess would be the best way to put it, just by looking at it.
2: And I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean, I I basically agree with with all. I think, like I said, it'll take some time people a new rise to just to to what we expect to see them. And then, as we discussed with Josh Berry last year, definitely had a up and down season, but we saw so much speed out of the JRM cars at fontana none of them were able to bring home the win but all four of them running in the top five at one point or another i really think any of them are good plays here to be honest
0: yeah i think it's a little bit of an open field after fontana i think uh easily anybody we've got here in the top 10 or yeah i would say pretty much anybody in the top 10 of our predictions here have a, a chance at winning probably the longest shot out of those would be anthony alfredo uh but- not to
2: drag someone through the coals but especially after the one we saw last week i'd probably guess alfredo has a better shot of winning than riley Herbst.
1: i don't know <laughs> alfredo was struggling at times though last week like they got up front because of pit strategy and they saved a set of tires at the end of the race but i think it comes down to just. I can't personally get a good read on our motorsports like you've seen in the past Moffitt give them some really good runs and now you have three teams and uh, there's
2: definitely yeah. a chance this year they've stretched themselves a bit thin,
1: but I, so I'd, I would I'd be still, a little hesitant. With
2: I mean, I would, too. I'm just saying I would take him over Riley Herbs.
1: Yeah, I think you're it's that's not a, a hot take to say no, I think no, a lot of people no. would say it, but for right now, I'm I'm not jumping on the, the fast pasta train based no. on the outcome of the race from last week. I think Never in terms of that, well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, I'd probably lean still on the equipment, and, you know, Riley Herbst has better equipment. I'd probably say he's got a better chance than than Alfredo, but let's be honest, I, unless something crazy happens, I don't think either one of those two are going to
0: I, I think a third driver to that list that I add, I'll add that I don't think will win. We'll get a good finish, but won't win is Noah Grex. And I think even at Fontana, yeah, we saw him run up front, but we just saw the same Noah we've seen every year burn those tires off and, you know, end up getting a, an okay finish, but you not win the race. I mean,
1: the
2: tires were last year. Yeah this week than they will last week. Last week, it really winds wind up coming down to is managing the tires. Noah's always good for a couple wins wins a year. Uh, JRM started off real strong at Fontana. Couldn't get the win, like I said, but all four cars running really good. Ended the season last year, pretty strong as well. I think we'll continue to see them do that. Uh, not necessarily saying I think Noah will win, but I would expect him to be able to compete in this race.
1: Yeah, you know, Somebody else I do have my eye on is uh, Ryan Truex, because this is one of those, uh, I think, four races he's going to be running in the Gibbs 18 that car.
2: Is, that is correct.
1: So, I mean, we've seen him well, well in the past, probably 10 years ago at this point, drive this car. Um, he almost won a race at Dover driving for Gibbs, I want to say, back in 2012 when he was really young. It's hard to believe that he's been racing in these series for that long. Um But you saw Trevor Bain give that car a pretty damn good run last week at uh, Fontana. So, you know, Ryan Truex, he's had some chances here and there. He had some decent runs with uh, Junior Motorsports a couple years ago when he was in the 8 car. I'd say probably, you know, a top 10 at the very least is something you'd want to see from him. Probably even a top 5, given how well Bain uh, Bain ran the car last week at uh, Auto Club.
0: Okay, so we actually have some matchups here for the x series, so why don't we go ahead and run down a couple of them? Mm -hmm. Myatt Snyder against Jeb Burton. Uh, Myatt Snyder being 105, Jeb Burton being minus 115.
1: I think our motorsports is better than Jordan Anderson's team, and I think Jeb Burton is the better driver, so I'm going to go Jeb.
0: I am also going going Jeb there and I think that's unanimous uh, unanimous uh, I'm with you the equipment's a little bit better and I think Jeb's just overall better driver so easy one there for us moving on and a more difficult one even odds here both at minus 110 Justin Allgaier and AJ Almendinger.
1: I think I'm probably going to lean Allgaier just because it looked like the junior motorsports cars were better last week. But I mean, that's that's one where the matchup pretty much hits it right on the head, where they're pretty dead even, and it's basically a coin flip could go either way. But I'll probably lean uh, Allgaier.
2: I'm also leaning Allgaier in this one.
0: Yeah, this one for me is a uh, just going back to look at the numbers, predicting a second and. Th- for Almendinger, third for Algar, Burns score less than a tenth of a point apart, half a te- uh, half of a tenth of a point apart, and it it's a coin flip. I can't pick. I I want to say Allgaier, uh from the standpoint of it being JRM, and I just think he performed well last week, and we're starting off the season well. Versus uh, AJ's had some issues, uh, but yeah, I think it's a coin flip. It's something I probably wouldn't put money on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think an easy pick here in the next one if, for me, and it's Sheldon Creed against John Hunter, Nie- uh, John Hunter Nemechuk.
1: I mean, those, again, it comes down to the equipment John Hunter's running in, and that team, it's kind of in that weird spot where like, it's not awful, but it's not a great team. Sheldon Creed, you know, limited experience in the Xfinity series. I know we ran into some issues last week. I I think that's actually a lot harder uh, than you think. I'd probably go Sheldon Creed just because I trust the equipment more. But this is one I might stay away from because I just, you know, that's another one where you don't really know where Sam Hunt's team's at. If they have a good piece for John Hunter Nemechek comes uh, Saturday, I I could definitely see him beating Creed.
2: I'm gonna lean Sheldon Creed here, though I would not blame someone for not feeling comfortable to bet on it.
0: I, I'm gonna go opposite. I'll pick uh, John Hunter. And even check the favorite. I'm not worried about the equipment. I'm. I see the experience and just being a better overall driver, in my opinion. So, uh, I'll be on the opposite side of the fence from you guys. It sounds like, but I think it's a no-brainer for me to go for John Hunter.
1: I really don't know what side of the fence I'm on. I feel like I'm just straddling it right now. (laughs) It hurts looking at it. I really can't tell which way to go.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Next up, we've got Anthony Alfredo against Ryan Sieg. That's another
1: one. Just looking at it. Um, Pretty even. We've seen Ryan Sieg run good here in the past. Also Um, ran
2: good so far this season. Only two races in, but...
1: Didn't he get like what a second or a third here a couple years ago? Or he was like leading a bunch of the race. I think maybe they lost it in the pits. It's something yeah. along those lines. But you've you've seen him run good here. I, I'm probably going to go Ryan Sieg.
2: I've always rooted for Ryan Sieg. Maybe someday he'll actually get a win. But I'm also going Ryan Sieg here.
0: Yeah, I would also go for Ryan C as well, Uh, as good as we saw Alfredo last week, like we said, it all came down to strategy. And actually, I think in most matchups, he would have been losing had he not gone for the insane strategy. Uh, I don't see that happening here at Vegas. So Sieg's my pick as well. Uh, So the next one's another one that I think we will all kind of say, it might be experience, but Brandon Jones versus Sam Mayer.
1: Man, I, I'm again. I don't know how much you know I'm gonna end up putting on this one, but I just got good feelings about Sam Mare right now. Uh, you know, he looked really good at Auto Club. Um, JRM, you know, here last year they looked good with Barry winning. Um, they had a bunch of, oh, I think, all four of their cars, like Mark was saying before, running in the top five last week. Maybe you're starting to see him, you know, gain that confidence um, that he probably somewhat lacked last year, that resulted in some of those bad runs. And you know, if you just sometimes, you know, just not having any luck is better than bad luck. I feel like he had a lot of bad luck last year too. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was impressed by how he ran at Auto Club last week, so I'm probably going to go Sam Mayer here.
2: Just going to uh, make a button that just says I agree with Brandon. <laughs> it, it'll automatically pop up Because so I'm going to go with Mayer here We saw some good runs last year Toward the end of the season uh, Definitely recovering from some of the disastrous runs He had once he first got into that car full time And He's had a real good run last week The JRM team as a whole So I'm going to go with Sam Mayer here
0: Yeah, we don't have much data on Sam Mayer At Vegas, his last race here Being involved in a crash and finishing 34th Uh the JRM motor uh, equipment last week was super good. Like you said, all run up in the top five. So I don't see how you don't go with him. The only argument I would have for Brandon Jones would be maybe experience. And it his equipment's not bad. I, we'll see him up there. It might be closer than we think it will be. But Sam Mayer will prevail in the end. All right, we got two more left to get through. Uh, big odd spread on this next one. Austin Hill at actually plus 100 against Landing Castle, minus 120.
1: I mean, this this is another one. I like Austin Hill more than other people do. Um, just, you know, over the course of his career in the truck series. This is another one you don't really have a feel for him. You know, a, a ton of data on him, I guess, and decent equipment when it comes to the Xfinity series. Even money makes him really tempting. And Landon Castle, I mean, that's another one. He really hasn't been in good equipment in any series probably since he was driving for, like, junior motorsports when he was was a teenager.
2: I feel like everything you said about the unknowns with Austin Hillard is amplified Mm -hmm. with Landon Castle.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if Landon actually got to run more than, like, 10 laps last week, whatever it was, yeah, I'd, I'd probably feel more comfortable. Um I'm gonna like throw up an X here. I'm just not even gonna touch it. If if you tell me I have to put money, like if you gave me a hundred bucks and say throw it on somebody, I'd probably just take Austin Hill because it's even money. But that that's not saying they're telling anybody to go out and actually do it. I'd probably pass, but again, if I had to bet somebody, it'd probably be Austin Hill because of the value.
2: Yeah, I usually disregard the odds on the driver props, usually pretty close, maybe within Five or so, but this one's a pretty decent spread. There's a little bit more known unknown with Austin Hill. I would probably end up going Austin Hill here. I would not be surprised if if Landon runs better in the race, but they're just what's getting basically no idea of what he'll do in the car based off of last week since he had his race ended so early. Just feel more comfortable here with Austin Hill.
0: Yeah, no brainer for me. If I'm betting it straight up, I'm going with Austin Hill because the odds and the value. You just there is a good chance that Austin Hill does beat Landon Castle, in my opinion. And the money that they're going to give you for that is well worth it, uh, at minus one twenty. And I think that's actually the most favorite of all the head to heads here. The only way you'll see money from me on Landon Castle is in some form of a parlay, just to kind of boost it up and put a favorite in there. So the last one, and I think we might even be picking between who we think will win in this next head to head, Daniel Hamrick versus Josh Berry,
1: Josh (laughs) Berry, just throwing it out there. I mean, he won here last year and just, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't really overly impressed with colleagues, like just performance as a whole last week. Um, It's still too early to tell, but, I think maybe you got to think with that team going to two full time Cup teams, is their Xfinity team probably you know possibly going to suffer from it? Um, Again, still well too early in the season to tell, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Just how they ran last week as a whole. Josh Berry to me, easy pick here. Yeah, I'm picking Josh Berry too.
0: <laughs> <All> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with Brandon. The way that we saw Hemrick run at Montana there. We saw him hanging around the top 10 and running decent most of the day, but nothing on top of what that JRM equipment was doing. So it, you got to pick Josh Berry. That equipment's just top notch right now. And I think he's might He'll even be my pick to win the race. Uh, going back over to the race line, scrolling down here, Josh Berry plus 1000. I think that's a great pick.
1: Guy. The guy won here last year, I don't know how many times I've said that already, but plus 1,000 for, you know, somebody that I feel pretty confident, you can make the argument could be the favorite. I get that he's not with, you know, some of the issues that he did have last year and the fact Ty Gibbs is Ty Gibbs. Um, Honestly, if I'm going with somebody not Josh Berry, plus 400 Ty Gibbs also, that's kind of tempting, even though he is the favorite, but that's that's not bad there um, in terms of the value. But... Again, I'm probably going to end up picking Josh Berry to win this race as well.
2: Yeah, based on the odds, I'd definitely go with Josh Berry, although I do think there's some decent value to be had. Sam Mayer plus 1,500, just based on how he ran recently. And also, as Brandon mentioned earlier, Ryan Truex at plus 2,000. I've been a while since we've seen him in equipment this good, but it is JGR equipment. Anything can happen once you're in that equipment.
1: I'm going to scroll down a little bit more just because he has had good runs here at plus 5,000. You got to take a look at Ryan Sieg too. Or in Vegas. You know, why not let it ride, right? Like Ryan Sieg at those odds. He's had some success here in the past. I think mean, that's worth a $10 flyer for sure.
0: That would definitely be an interesting one. I don't think it's impossible. I think that equipment has a chance to run up front. I mean, we've seen a run up front in the past definitely a value there. Uh I mean, to I don't think Anthony Oviedo's got a chance to win this race at all, but also seeing him at plus 4,000, I mean, it does happen to come down to somehow having a little extra set at the end or a miracle uh, of the top 4 or 5 wrecking. I mean, plus 4 is great odds.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: I, I just don't plus see it.
1: 5, yeah, that's it's just better. Yeah. It's I think it's just a a better deal there. And yeah, it was the 2020 race. It looks like at Vegas, he came home fifth. Um, only led three laps. Did think it was more than that, but again, he's had some success here at plus five thousand. It's hard not to take a look at him and and maybe just throw a little bit down. We are in Vegas after all, so why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys know me. I'll be the person that probably puts uh, $2 on Josh Berry, and if he wins, I'll hedge out my other bets on all these long shots. I'll probably have a couple bucks on oh, Alfredo, yeah. a couple bucks on C. You gotta See, two bucks on him.
1: Yeah, put more than two.
0: God, yeah, like I'm five. not big. I'm not big. It's a stat I, tracker thing for uh, me.
1: You, you know what? You know, Go five. It's Las Vegas. You, you got to throw an- a little bit more.
0: Sam Mayer did not skyrocket my bankroll into a DraftKings like
1: yours. Listen, listen. I got very lucky that race that DraftKings did not know what was going on. Uh, for anybody listening that doesn't know that story, it was Sam Mayer's Bristol win a couple of years ago in the truck series. And we're watching the race and he's catching Moffat. I think it was Moffitt. Yeah, I think it was. And. There's like probably at this point like fifty sixty laps to go in the race and the live betting is still open and he's plus five thousand and running the leader down. I'm like, yeah, I should probably put some money on there. Uh, you know, didn't have a ton of money on the account at the time, just threw down thirty bucks and like fifteen hundred dollars later, it's like, wow, these guys got to get a little better when they're paying attention to these truck races.
0: <laughs> yeah, therefore launching your NASCAR betting and and bankroll has been up from there
1: yeah i mean not that fifteen hundred dollars is something to brag about in comparison to some people but that's a that's a very nice one to have in the uh the bank that's for sure
0: so i think we hit a lot of the key points there on the xfinity series race that's happening on saturday Going into Sunday, not surprised at all. We have him on top. DraftKings has him on top. If you don't have him on top, I think you're just insane at this point. Kyle Larson.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... Obviously, the score is not like Kyle Busch's in the Truck Series, but it's very hard to argue him uh, not you know, being anywhere else. Than I, don't,
2: at the I, don't, top list. I don't know how you go against Kyle Larson until he gives you a reason to do so.
1: He, he won here in the spring last year, um, probably would have won here in the fall last year if Hendrick Motorsports had some better pit strategies uh, lined up in that race. Um, Chase Elliott being second, that's not really a surprise either. I mean, he drove through the field. He's able to get through the traffic better than Larson in that fall race and had a chance to run down Denny Hamlin, came up a little bit short finishing in second. Um, but, you know, these two guys, I feel like, They've been, like, first or second for, you know, dating back probably the last 10, 15 races, it almost seems like. You know, one of them is chasing the other one down. Kyle Larson, I think, has come out on top between those two pretty much every time. Um, So I can't really argue any of those guys where they line up on here.
0: Yeah, and the other people that I'm looking at is Joey Logano and Kyle Bush. Joey Logano having a decent run last week at Fontana. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where Kyle ran. I didn't. I don't remember him running too well or bad in the race, so um, I actually don't really remember seeing him much at all.
1: I'm looking at these numbers right now, and did Bernie just take a look at the power rankings and kind of go off that because... They're pretty close. (laughs) They're not not exact, but a lot of these guys are pretty much right where they are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Kyle Busch there at third uh, on the rankings here for us. DraftKings has him on the winner odds all the way down. One, two, three, four, five, six, at plus twelve hundred. And I'm just looking back to last week because I said, like I said, I don't remember seeing him at all throughout the race very much. No laps led and came home in fourteenth. Well,
2: he spent a good (laughs) chunk of that race three laps down after some issues early on, and I believe on the last caution or the caution before last was when he finally got back on the lead lap and was able to run up and finish (laughs) second among his teammates.
0: That's right. All the overheating issues for Toyota. Yeah. Last week.
1: And the tires yeah. and the spinning and pretty much everything yeah, that, was, that went yeah. wrong for him did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was
2: Kyle, not Toyota as a whole, that had issues with tires and spinning. Although Christopher Bell, True. did have but an he, issue
1: as well. Yeah, yeah he, he had but a lot
2: of issues. He, Kyle did early on, got behind the eight ball, and just wasn't in a position to get Lucky Dogs back. Had to keep taking the wave, wave around, and it was the very last uh, uh, green-white checkered
0: where he finally got on the lead lap, right?
2: It was. I can't remember if it was that one or the one or the restart before that. But it was one of those last two that finally got him back on the lead lap. Him and Hemrick both uh, got back on the lead lap very late in this race, that race and ran. And Eric Almirola, all three got into the top 15.
0: Well, we're we're going to another sandy place. So I hope the fix that they're advertising for that overheating actually works uh, and doesn't get all that sand clogged up and overheat these cars again. But seeing him at third uh, for Bernie... And down near six, I think I said, on DraftKings. I think he has a chance to win this race. It's his hometown. He's run here good before, and I, I'm i still excited for Kyle this year because we've got practice back.
1: Yeah, that's something definitely to look at with him. Um, like you were saying, too, it's his home track. I mean, I think he's only won here once in the Cup Series, and that was well over a decade ago at this point. So. <sighs> You know, couldn't get a really good read on him due to all the issues he had last week. I I bet he's hungry, and I think he's probably going to give it his best shot uh, come Sunday.
2: Yeah, and Kyle, he's he's Kyle Bush, He'll likely do good. It'll be interesting. This is we talked about this earlier in the week, but Fontana is you know not a super speedway in the traditional sense. So we did get to see some of how these cars race here, but this is like the first big test in terms of the kinds of tracks that a lot of people had issues with the way the racing was before your mile and a half, fairly banked tracks. And will we see the same kinds of guys we saw at the front last week, Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, Chase Briscoe for a little while, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon getting up there at the end, or will we see what we saw from the winner last week where the same kinds of guys that we expect to be at the front are at the front, It'll likely be some mix of both, but I think if you just want to go look at how last week went, there's a lot of value that could potentially be had up and down the board in both the daily fantasy and the uh, just the odds for the winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least in terms of the daily fantasy, this is another one because, like, sometimes. You could kind of construct your team before you get through practice and qualifying if you have a good feel for you know anything going on. Obviously, I think we'd all be in agreement here that we don't really have a full read on how uh, everything's going to shake out. Um, at least in the daily fantasy side, you probably gotta wait until after qualifying. Um, if there are people that you know have issues like spinning out and stuff, like you saw at Auto Club, and they don't get a good qualifying lap down. Really going to make you take a look at them when you comes to making your DraftKings team and stuff like that over the weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, in I'm just looking back at the races last year. In the fall race, the leader was Denny. The leader of laps led was Denny Hamlin at 137 led, and then. The leader of laps led and the other race uh, spring race last year, Kyle Larson with 103 laps led. So I think it really comes down to watching practice and trying to figure out who's going to be who's going to be that fast car that leads the most laps. Uh, Vegas was one of those tracks that although we didn't like it, it didn't race like we would normally think a car should race uh, the first 10 or so laps of run being that plate race style. It, it did eventually come down a little bit to the car setup and tires uh, it's one of those things like mark he was kind of saying it, it, these cars as we saw at fontana are being put back in the driver's hands and how much does that matter and will that change the ratio of, like when we used to see cars that led 75 percent of the race and then we sprinkled the through a few throughout or are we going to go like 50 50 this year is it really going to be a battle but there's so many questions
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at Auto Club, too, because, like, yeah, you had a little bit more variety in there who was leading in terms of the total laps led, but Tyler Reddick really had a stranglehold on that race before his tire went down. Like, yeah, you had some parity, saw Chase get up there before he had his issues early, saw Eric Jones up there as well, William Byron, I think, got out front for a little bit, but it was really Tyler Reddick's race, so... Even with, like, the possibility of just a lot of people being up there, I still get the feeling that we don't know who it's going to be because it could be, you know, Eric Jones or Tyler Reddick again, or it could be Kyle Larson, but I still think you're going to have somebody who's going to get out front, and it's not going to shock me if they put up, you know, 100, 125 laps led um, and end up going on and dominating the race.
2: We've always seen cars races occasionally just go out there have a really great car and lead a bunch of laps so i don't even think that's necessarily indicative of how the racing as a whole will be uh in terms of how to judge it just based on what the leader does but i wouldn't be shocked either way i think just with the way this track is it's a little bit easier to have or a little bit harder to have a car that just straight up dominates like it can at fontana Fantas certainly seemed to let lead its hand to the same kind of drivers that we see run good at home so Those guys that can just ride the top the whole time. And we won't really see that at Las Vegas, or at least I don't think we will. But I wouldn't be shocked if someone goes out and dominates the race. I also wouldn't be shocked if we just as the day goes through had a lot of people get their cars better or worse and just see what uh what comes of it.
1: I, mean, I, I think personally. I know Matt was talking about like Denny leading the most laps here in the fall, but Larson had that race on lock before they really screwed it up by not pinning under one of the yellows, and that forced them to pin under green and put him behind everybody um, comes the end of the final stage. Um, that's someone who, just by looking at it, like, it's Kyle Larson. Yeah, he didn't dominate California, but he was still there when it mattered, and it's just so hard to go against that kid right now. I, like if, if I'm picking somebody to win, there's some good value out there throughout everything, but just how can you not pick Kyle Larson at the moment? I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely gonna be at the top there, but I, I, I think we got to talk about the stinging point that you just brought up there with the, not just Kyle Larson screwing up the pit stop, but all of Hendrick last year screwing up the pen, uh, the pit stop. Cause that was, near the time that we were initially creating bernie and we were having one hell of a day we were all laughing and saying how great our teams were doing and then the the real life real human aspect slapped us across the face and just made a stupid decision and kind of blew all our lineups out of the water
1: i still had like a top 50 finish i think with that lineup like I, i know i won well over a 100 bucks but that that's another one where it it stings you where you're looking at it after and you're like damn we we might have been able to win that race like everything was going the right way there and i mean that obviously you have more data from that with the car just because you had a couple years running that car or a lot of years running the car a couple years with that package uh so going into sunday's race that's gonna be a little bit more difficult to predict obviously but you know this this is probably like you said i think it was the first race that we actually you know had bernie out there and used them to create some stuff and it worked out really well
0: so looking back to uh it on the odds sheet here they have eric jones listed at plus 2500 obviously we saw him run great last week and then just looking back he's been good here even in that petty motorsports equipment before it looks like top 10 and then tch, tch, i just had it Well, oh, oh i'm going to have lost it
1: <laughs> oh no hopefully that doesn't happen to eric jones this week <laughs> we don't uh, we don't need him to lose everything that they gained after fontana uh,
0: yeah, so a top 10 run. And then I believe his other run is pretty solid. And like we said, it was just came down to a pit strategy for those Chevy's in the other race at Vegas last year. But I can't believe the performance they had at Fontana. And I do think even at plus 2500, he might be worth throwing some money on. I think that team maybe not tied in but Petty GMS and Eric Jones might have something this year.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where you you'll be. I think you'll make this bet, and you'll either have moments in the race where this just looks like the best bet you've made in your life, or this will just look like you threw money down the toilet. It's hard to say. I I, and I think that's why you see him kind of right in the middle of the field, higher than you would normally have expected Eric Jones to be, at least based on last year's performance for sure, but also not also lower than basically almost everyone else we saw at the front. Uh, last week, especially considering how much time he spent at the front. There were a few other guys that we saw at the front. Uh, we saw Stenhouse up there a little bit. We saw Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, but they all kind of came and went. Eric Jones was at the front the whole time, would come out of the pits, lose three or four spots to his pit crew every time, and then just drive past everybody, get up to second or the lead very consistently. Uh, but it, it's a different track. Race is different. I... Think we'll see one of the best years we've seen out of a team that has Richard Petty's name on it in probably around a decade, but if you're feeling it. Especially when it's hard to say for sure. You look at some of the other guys he's near, uh, right behind Harvick, who is obviously in the great equipment but struggled a lot of last week. Could that have been a little bit of the car being damaged? Still, we don't know ahead of Brad who. Had some decent speed at points in the race uh, last week. uh, Ahead of, or tied with Brad. Tied with Christopher Bell, who had a very short week last week in terms of being able to actually be competitive. And also tied with Kurt Busch, who got a decent finish, I think, last week, but struggled through a good part of the race. So you look at the names around him, it definitely feels like this would normally be a, a crazy bet to make but when you consider how he ran it certainly could wind up paying off.
1: Yeah, if if I go with Eric Jones, it's probably not going to be till after qualifying cuz I feel like just given everything here, even if he goes out and has a good qualifying run after a solid practice, um you're not going to see him shoot up the boards. Yeah, you're not going to get him at 2500. But I don't see him, you know, breaking into, you know, triple digits like he's gonna probably be worst case scenario plus 1000 I'd go a step further I can't see him even unless like he goes out and lays a lap that's like two tenths faster than the field and qualifying and gets the pole I don't see there's a way that he gets above plus 1500 after I
2: practice was going to say 1500 seems likely the limit we saw the yeah the Xfinity series but we saw Cole Custer go up about a thousand after practice and qualifying uh, for the Xfinity race last last week and just that, there would be a lot to go up. Especially, we've seen it always isn't super predictive of how the race shoots up. So, I think if you want the value, and you want to lock it in now, you feel a little bit risky. I think it's it's a great value to lock in. But I also, if you want to wait, I would be shocked if it goes much higher than plus fifteen hundred before the race.
1: Yeah, I, I think at this point in the year, while well, you always want to get the best value you can. I don't know if he's going to run as good as he did last week or if they're going to unload and run fifteenth, which for that team, if they came out and run fifteenth, I guess it'd be a disappointment based off, you know, the first couple <laughs> weeks. But that's still that, not bad.
2: That's, <laughs> that's crazy, considering I think if you told me he was consistently getting top fifteens for just three weeks ago, i probably four weeks ago before the before the clash, I'd be pretty stoked with how that team's performance has increased. But at least so far, this car is definitely. Had some of that equalizer uh, factor in it that we were told would happen.
0: So I, I'm kind of sitting here laughing. I know Brandon to pick this guy to win the day 500 had to throw a tinfoil hat on there for a bit and talk through an entire scenario of <laughs> what could happen, what could happen because of certain uh, events, certain events that had occurred. But now he hasn't finished a race yet this year. And DraftKings has him at plus 15,000 to win Harrison Burton. Does he yeah, even finish this race?
1: I mean, maybe he finishes the race, but I I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. I, like, at least Daytona, he had a fast car. And you saw it in the duels. Like, I, I don't know what the hell you're going to get out of Harrison Burton this week. If he brings I, the car home in one piece, that's good.
2: I think it's a lot, probably has to do with the teams. But you look at someone like Daniel Hemrick, also plus fifteen thousand. Uh, I believe he has two top elevens this year. Uh, Justin Haley had some decent speed at uh, also plus fifteen thousand uh, before he got in that crowd. I think both of those right now, based on the way they performed, are better bets than Harrison Burton.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was, I just wanted to bring it because I thought it was funny they have him so down, so far down on the list. I mean, I don't think he's a bad driver. I don't think you. I don't think he necessarily. Uh, deserves to be at the same odds as the drivers like Ty Dillon but I, hey I, I, I uh, think Ty
2: Dillon's odds are probably a little little bit high but maybe people just factoring in that that team other the, the teammate has been running pretty good and I think Ty Dillon did get like a 15th last week or a 16th but there were a lot of cars that did not get to finish that race at least not in one piece
1: you mean- Bubba at plus fifteen thousand is a little crazy like that's depending on how you look on it that team you can make the argument is a lot better than some of the ones around there i guess you really don't know again with the new car but i'm, I'm not, not I'm saying not. he should be like favorited or anything but that, that just seems really low. i
2: would i would agree but him and kurt both ran not great a lot of that race last week quite like Hemrick finished ahead of him. Justin Haley, I think for a good portion of the race, ran ahead of both of them. Uh, I don't hate his uh, odds there. Like I, I honestly don't think they're that unrealistic. I just think that Justin Haley and Daniel Hembrick's odds should be way better than that. <laughs> Especially when the next driver down on this list is Greg Biffle who has just with his equipment uh Almost as close as you could get to a zero percent chance of of winning. It's honestly probably an insult to Corey LaJoy, Michael McDowell, and Todd Gillen that they all are either at the same odds or worse than Greg Biffle, just based on the cars alone.
0: It's just nice to see the Biff at the track. Let's just enjoy it. I mean, yeah, this first, might be the last year we see him. We said that before, but this first this non, might be truly uh, be it.
2: First non plate race and. In- Six years. We will get to see him this summer as well in the SRX series. So that'll be fun. Also oh, be that, that'll there. be really fun. He'll be able to race with his uh, old teammate, Matt Kenseth, in a couple races as well. Who was recently also announced to be uh, racing the SRX this summer. You
1: guys, do you guys know you could bet on SRX? I don't oh, no. have to. I, no, 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 I'm saying you guys, you guys know you can. I won like a hundred bucks last year when Chase didn't well,
2: race. I don't think we'll have Bernie for it, but we'll have <laughs> to go over some of the odds then when. Uh, what yeah, why not? There?
1: That that'll be fun. We could do that a couple times.
0: So one more driver on the entry list, uh in its part part-time this year is Daniel Hamricks, also gonna be racing at Vegas again. Had a good showing in that college car, uh, I think running in the top ten at times. I'm just it He had a rough year that uh in the Cup series with RCR when he moved up and it seems like he's really in a good spot with colleague to maybe try and relaunch his career do you guys think this is if he keeps getting these top 10 type runs it's something that could launch him back into the cup series
2: if the sponsorships there at colleague it's certainly possible this car is full-time does none of the drivers are full-time whether or not they some of you know, there's been some question about if someone like AJ Almendinger wanted to be full time and if he would have been able to. Um, but he's certainly been more impressive, just honestly, even just last week at Fontana, just being able to come back from being the uh, three or four laps down that he was from, uh, I don't remember exactly what happened with them, uh, but they got caught several laps down, took all race to recover, managed to recover and. Ran up, I believe, finished 11th. I believe had a top 10 at Daytona or the other way around. And he had a top 10 at Fontana, finished 11th at Daytona. Uh, then, obviously, the defending Xfinity champion uh, certainly got a raw deal with RCR. Uh, it wasn't just like Austin Dillon was outperforming well and Ty Dillon, or uh, sorry, Daniel Hemrick was just running in the 20s all week. I'm pretty sure that, or all, all day. I'm pretty sure that was. Austin Dillon's worst, if not one of the, uh, or if not the second worst statistical year he had in the Cup Series. RCR just had a really bad year and it was very unfortunate that that, for Daniel Hembrick that that was the year that that he got put there. Had to race part-time in the Xfinity Series the year after that before landing that Joe Gibbs ride and becoming a champion in it, then losing the ride or I guess we are at that point we already knew he had lost the ride but uh, colleague definitely has a door uh, that's open for him if the sponsorship comes and if he continues to run this well. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But it's certainly possible. I, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought it was possible at all. but he certainly uh, I was going to bring that
1: up, because I know you you were somebody who was, like, at the time, "What the hell did Daniel Hemrick even do to get this cup ride?"
2: <laughs> it, it, it felt questionable. But, I mean, I guess it, it felt like I think it was just one of those things where Newman was leaving and RCR didn't really have anyone else to put in there. And then, extra unfortunate for Daniel Hamrick is the driver that replaced him in the Xfinity Series. Uh, Tyler Reddick was going to be a... Our, I don't think it was announced before he won his second championship, but he'd won the championship his last year with JRM. Went to RCR, did really good throughout the year, put a lot of pressure on, on Childress to put him in that cup car or someone else was going to put him in a cup car. And that just unfortunately left uh, Daniel Hemrick on the outside, but he's able to work through it. Just keep his head down, take what rides he can had a couple good runs in the JRM car, but honestly that car looked like it was cursed that year. Almost everyone in it had issues managed to lab. It was was bad. (laughs) It was a bad year for that car. Managed to land that full-time ride, and has just been all uphill, uphill from there when he finally got his win last year in uh, really the most important race you could ever get your first win in. Takes home the championship, and now has had some pretty solid runs in the Cup Series. So, I don't know for sure that will lead to a full-time ride. He's certainly on the older side of, of the guys that would be entering the series. But with Colleague, it's not like they have an obvious successor if they wanted to go to full two-time full two drivers next year especially if AJ does not want to run full time in the cup series.
1: I mean yeah, I think also somebody got to take a look at that too um in in that ride is Noah Gregson. We haven't seen him in that car yet. Um and now obviously right now I think we'd all probably take Daniel Hemrick over Noah Gregson just cuz he has so much more experience in these cars if you are looking to move somebody in there but let's see how Noah does when he gets his shot um that is a possibility, too. Although, at the moment, I'm with you. I'd probably go Hemrick. Um, it's it's going to be tough. I I think the thing here with Colleague is, like, really, what, what are they going to do? How are they going to move stuff around? Do they maybe go to three teams? I mean, is, is that a possibility? It really depends on what you have lined up, I guess, for that second car. If you just have sponsorship money coming in. I mean... Like, Landon Castle, he doesn't have a cup ride with him this year, but you've seen him do some races with Spire. What if, what was it his sponsor, Voyager? Like what if, so. What if they don't, like, go under, you know, like a lot of crypto places are right now? Um, what if they stay strong? What if they get more money? Could they possibly move him into the cup ride? So there's a lot of, you know, different scenarios for that second colleague car. And then, like I said, you know, maybe even a third, depending on what fans out uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um I I th- I think Hemricks done enough to get another shot in the full time cup ride. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, I, there's I mean, not much racing left.
2: I, at the bare minimum, I think we would agree here that if Hemrick is gonna get a full time cup ride, it'll almost certainly be in the college car.
1: Yeah, I, I can't see him going anywhere like it comes down to like what you're talking about Ryan Blaney, like a couple weeks ago, like where would he move? Obviously Hemrick doesn't have He doesn't have that much power behind him as, say, Ryan Blaney does. But, like, if he brought sponsorship, for example, could you maybe see somebody like a Roush if they wanted to stray away from um, Chris Busher? Like, could that be a potential landing spot for a Daniel Hemrick like driver? He did drive for Brad in the truck series before. So, you know, there is a connection there at the very least.
2: I mean, it's certainly possible, but I think Chris Busher is going to get more than just this next year. And then there's just also so much talent in the Xfinity series that is knocking the door trying to move up. Uh Colling is a pretty loyal team, so I do think that they'd be inclined to keep a driver that's already in their stable one way or another. Gregson kind of being in their stable just because he is running some of those uh some of those cup races. And it's not like there's gonna be any openings at Hendrick anytime soon for any of those JRM guys to move up anyway.
1: So
0: So we've pretty much hit all the big names and drivers that we'll be looking at during this race. And we've got four wonderful featured matchups coming from DraftKings this week. So
2: Before before we do that one, I remembered we never went over what we had last week for our matchups, for our uh, featured matchups. So we all had picked Blaney to beat Cindric. We were three-fourths of a lap away from being right on that one as Blaney got loose out of two and Cindric got by him. Uh, Brandon and I had Chase Briscoe over Bubba Wallace with uh, Chase Briscoe. While he faded at the end of that race, still managed to finish ahead of Bubba Wallace. This was one that I remember when we were picking. We all picked Daniel Jones over Daniel Suarez, and uh, we were right. It was close, and it certainly wasn't did close. Did you say Daniel
1: Jones minute. over Daniel
2: Suarez? I, I did say Daniel Jones. A little bit of
1: football. Oh, league man. In my head. Eric one, Jones. Day, one day we'll talk Eric, about
2: football. <laughs> Eric Jones over Daniel Suarez. Too many Daniels, too. Eric Jones over Daniel Suarez. And I remember when we made that pick, there was certainly some... We, we all picked... Eric Jones Well, felt pretty confident in it. Uh, it was close, and I certainly don't think any of us thought it would be... Uh, they'd both be racing for a top five or even a win at one point or another. Uh, and then lastly, we picked between Byron and Bowman. And Brandon picked Byron, who probably had the better car. But that's not who gets paid in these races. Uh, Bowman, despite having troubles, did get the better finish since he actually did finish the race. Uh, And me and Matt picked Bowman. And then for the race winner, Matt, we have our first person being right on the race winner this year. With Matt taking the obvious pick of Kyle Larson and getting that one right. I had Kyle and Brandon had Kevin Harvick and neither of them were really factors at all in the race. Although... Kyle's part of it was at least due to
1: issues he had.
0: Yeah, for me, it ended up being a good week overall. I didn't end up betting the winner, but in the matchups, uh, I made a little bit of money. Thank God <laughs> I had
1: the IndyCar race. I'll just think of that. <laughs> i went for right. three
2: before the matchups. Just unfortunately live in a state where I'm not allowed to bet on them.
0: Yeah. So this week we have a couple interesting ones and then. So this week we have a couple interesting ones and that starts out with Austin Dillon versus Kurt Busch uh, for me. I'll go first It's just even odds minus 115 after last week's performance. And what we've seen out of 23 XI in the past, I think for myself, I'm going to pick Austin Dillon.
2: It feels so strange that two weeks into the season, at a intermediate, we're sitting here deciding between Austin Dillon and Kurt Busch. They're even odds, and Austin Dillon just feels like the better choice. Like I, I think a lot of people expected some more parody this season. I don't think people expected expected the level that we've at least seen so far.
1: Yeah, I mean. Austin just seems like the safer bet. I mean, there's there's a lot of questions with the Toyotas in general. and you, you know, you look at how Kurt ran, and he didn't run good for a lot of that race. Austin didn't either, but at the end of the day, he finished second. Kurt was eighth. Again, just looking at the manufacturers, the Chevys feel like they probably are the better pick right now. And honestly, if Kurt was in a Ford still, which is probably a lot closer to the Chevys, I'd still go Austin. So... I'm I'm with you. I can't believe I'm saying it with this much confidence. Probably Austin Dillon in this matchup,
2: especially when their odds are exactly the same. And Kurt's, Kurt's still with a team that I think a lot of us expected to do good. And it's not like, I mean, Kurt, although he had some circumstance to help him, won this race and not this race, but the, the fall one in 2020. Mm-hmm. But it just, it feels like Austin Dillon here is the obvious play. And then, no, Kurt will run top five, Austin will run 12th and we'll just be completely wrong. But I think that's just kind of what could happen with this car, at least especially these first few weeks as we go to new tracks and continue to figure things out.
0: Yeah, I I know I said 23 XI is a middle of the pack team and my bet on Kurt Busch this year was that he's outperformed his equipment in the past. Uh, And that is something that I would be looking for him to show this year. But this early in the season, I just don't think uh, I don't think it's a safe place to go. So moving on to our next matchup, the favorite in this one is Joey Logano and he is up against Kyle Busch.
2: I would take Logano here. It's close for me, and I think the odds reflect that. But Logano was the best of the at least at the end of the race, the best of the non non Chevys had some speed last week and the Ford certainly seemed to be closer to the Chevys than the Toyotas are right now. I definitely feel more comfortable with the Logano here.
1: Yeah. Logano to me, like it was funny. It's one of those races where like last week, you never felt like he had a car capable of winning yet. There he was at the end of the race. He's pretty much solidly in the top 10 round, you know, top five, most of the day too much unknown with Kyle. It's not going to shock me if he goes out there and finishes ahead of Logano, but you didn't really get to see what he could do. There are the question marks with the Toyotas right now. Logano seems like the safer pick in this matchup.
0: I think for myself, I'm going to go with Kyle. I think he's going to start to hopefully break out, and that bad luck's just going to start to fade away for him. And hopefully the Toyotas get everything figured out, because I'm going with Kyle. so on our next matchup here and this one is the widest spread that we will talk about kyle larson all the way down at minus 145 against chase elliott plus 115 from a value side this is a no-brainer to pick chase
2: yeah i mean chase is, uh has better odds here but at the end of the day they're not odds good enough that are ever gonna cause me to go against kyle larson at least for now Chase arguably maybe had the better car last week, but Kyle Larson just, in a turnaround from what we saw, especially early on in his career, he just figures out how to win these races. He puts himself in the position and he takes advantage of it. And I just continue to see him do that, especially he won this race last year and could have swept swept both races last year here. So I'm, I'm going with Larson.
1: I'm tempted to pick Chase at plus 115. Obviously, if I do that, I'm definitely not going to go with Larson to win the race. But it it is tempting, because I do feel like last year here, too, Chase was able to kind of get through the field better in in that fall race after they all messed up their pit calls. Like You never saw from Larson again. You you never saw him challenging Denny Hamlin for the win after that. Um, Chase almost ran him down. Uh, again, completely different car. Uh, Vegas is one of those tracks where I feel like Chase is like really, really good at, but he has horrible luck. I mean, I remember, almost, a couple, yeah, they it, it they seems like every race he wrecks, right?
2: Almost won the uh, 2020 race. That certainly had the best car, and they go to pit, and uh, I don't remember if they had a loose the lug stem. or the valve, stem, valve stem, stem. Yeah, uh, and the tire
1: went flat and, when he was leaving the, the pits.
2: And No, he certainly had some good cars here and just not been able to close it. Although that's certainly been true for Chase at several tracks.
1: This this one, though, like, I just remember him having some some really good runs that are just, you know, ruined by stuff like that. There were a couple other times, too, probably around, maybe it was even his rookie year. I can't remember. I know he's driving the 24 car, but there was one race here where he was running, you know, around top 10, gotten a wreck, not of his own doing. I feel like it was that race where they had, like, the sandstorm. I, I want to say it was his rookie year. Maybe it was 2017. But then I think it was in 2018, a year later. He had... Another similar run going, and he got in the wall. I want to say with like Kurt bush or somebody. So Chase has had good cars here, and I think honestly feels like last year in the fall race was one of the first times he's actually been able to, you know, get the finish he deserved. I think Chase is going to be hungry. Like I know we're all like leaning towards Larson and the matchup and in the race itself, but this this kind of feels like you know when Chase he was going to win the Coke Six Hundred and then he didn't because his teammate spun out. <laughs> And then he came back and he ended up winning the next race at, uh, you know, Charlotte a couple days later during the COVID season. It kind of just has that feel to it where I might even pick Chase to win the damn race when we get to that. But I think I'm actually going to go Chase Elliott for this featured matchup.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see how you don't pick Chase. And I think we saw a little bit of it last week with Chase, especially like you brought up in Vegas last year when he gets back in the field, he has no trouble working his way back up to the front. And I know Marky is all about how Kyle Larson's performance was last year. And I'm in the group of people from this entire past week that if Larson doesn't wall his own teammate and bust up his car, Chase Elliott wins that race. Um, I know I picked Larson myself to win in our in our preview, but watching that race, I I think if that moment where Kyle Larson blocks him to the outside wall, Chase Elliott wins this race. So I am all Chase Elliott in this matchup.
2: I hope you all are right. (laughs) you know I I hope y'all are right just you know Larson always seems to find a way to win
0: so our final featured matchup of the week for the cup series and one that I think is a close conversation to be had is William Byron against Tyler Reddick
2: so I was looking at some of the past performance at the track particularly this race uh, the second race last year and Byron was good, but Tyler Reddick was also pretty dang good in that race. And he's going to break through at some point. Whether or not he goes on a tear after doing that, I don't know. But based off of last week's performance, the performance that he had uh, at this track last time we were here, I know it's a different car, but still, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick here.
1: This one's pretty tough for me. Um, I, I like Redick at Auto Club mainly because I liked him at Homestead. And just those types of tracks, they seem to be a really good comparison. And you know, it, it wasn't shocking to me watching him just run as good as he did last week. Um, for here, Hendrick looks so good here in the fall. They're very dominant in the spring. William Byron being at minus twenty five is a little bit of a turn off, but this just doesn't feel to me like a Tyler Reddick track. Just trying to feel it out, you know, it just it doesn't seem like that at, you know, just first look. Um It's it's tough, but I'd probably go William Byron. I just I'm feeling a good week for Hendrick Motorsports and last, I think it's a pretty easy one for me.
2: At this track, last time we were out, there were only there was only uh, one driver who spent every lap in the top 15, and that was Tyler Reddick. And I just, I agree. I agree. Yeah. When you think of Tyler Reddick tracks, it doesn't necessarily look like it, but he had an average running position of six, 20 fastest laps. I just, I just, I, he's going to get it. At he something. is. He's going to get he it is. at some point.
1: It's going to be Talladega to make us all just look like idiots. It's,
2: it's going <laughs> to... But I've been saying that for about a year, or so... Yeah,
1: it's it's that's where he's going to get his first win. It's going to be a Talladega, and you're just going to... It's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth, because when you go to those tracks, you want to see, like, the Michael McDowell's screw everything up and win the race. But it's going to be Tyler Reddick, and you're going to be like, what the hell, man? Like, this is where you get your first win? You get your name on that list? First time <laughs> it's a Talladega? It's, I think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll throw money on him when it comes to Dega if he still doesn't have a win, but... I just got a you know a Hendrick feeling. Feels like a Hendrick race on Sunday. I'm I'm probably gonna go William Byron if I bet this. This one isn't one of my favorite ones. I I kind of like the Austin Dillon Kurt Bush one and the Chase Elliott Kyle Larson one more. Um, but again, William Byron is probably who I'm going with.
0: Yeah, William Byron's my pick. I just can't go against Hendrick and the way they're performing now. And I think Byron has a great finish there last year, if it's not for In the fall, if it's not for some of the strategy calls they had. So Byron's my pick there. So that wraps up the featured matchups of the week that we have here to look at. And the last thing I believe we have to cover as far as picks is who you think is going to win the race. I
1: think I talked myself into it. It just... It kind of, I kind of get that feeling like you did after Chase lost that 600 in 2020, where he's going to go out there and he's going to win this race, the next race, which was like, I don't know, one of those weird weekday races that year. But that's just my gut feeling. I, I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to be a little pissed off. I think he's going to want to show Kyle Larson up after he ran him into the fence. And I'm going to go with Chase Elliott.
2: Who I? I mean, I think Larson's going to win the race, but I wouldn't bet on Kyle Larson. If I was going to bet on someone, it would still be Tyler Reddick, plus sixteen hundred. I just had this feeling you're not going to be able to get him at those odds at any race here shortly. And at plus sixteen hundred, I like I like uh, Reddick's odds, although I think Larson's just going to go out and win the race again.
0: For me, my pick to win is Las Vegas native Kyle Busch. I think this is where he's going to start to break this season out. Like I said, some bad luck last week, but showed that he has the fight in him. I think JGR definitely showed that they have the cars to win. I think this is his week to win and get his season started off right.
1: Uh, Just for laughs, uh, random flyer bet here, kind of, uh, looking at top tens. Uh, Eric Amarola, only driver with two top 10s in the first two races of the year. He's plus 250 to get a top 10. Um, eh, why not? That's that's something I kind of look at, and I kind of get this weird feeling like he might just carry this streak on for a couple weeks just to make us laugh at it. We're like, man, Eric Amarola, he's the guy that's going to make a run at Jeff Gordon's top 10s record, right? It's not going to happen, but it'd just be funny to see him stretch this out a couple more weeks just so we could get a laugh about it.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking down this list of the top five and top tens. It's not something or t- top three, top five. The one that's out here for me that I'm looking at is like Alex Bowman. I think this is a track where that's a chance for him, especially with the team. If he works right, top five for Alex Bowman plus 300 might be worth something looking at.
1: That's Robert 100 cars, so. It's not the not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I guess
0: still the lowest out of all his teammates, though. Uh, I and I imagine this is gonna be another season where we see him finishing the lowest average out of all his teammates, and so maybe lowest and probably definitely lowest in points.
2: I mean, I don't think it's ridiculous to say that of the four hundred cars, he was fourth in terms of speed last week. At least you know throughout the whole race, obviously finished ahead of a couple of them, but they just they have. They can go out, they can win, put themselves into position to win races, and they certainly capitalize on it. But they've just struggled with consistency. They struggle with not making mistakes. And as long as they continue to do that, he's not going to be a championship contender, and they're going to continue to have... just be further down the odds board, as they're always just a risk to play them. They could go out and win the race, or they could struggle and run top 20. I mean, we... are Alex Bowman uh a friend or our Alex Bowman fan that's one of our friends ten laps into Fontana was already declaring the season over because they were <laughs> oh running pretty God. poorly. <laughs> he, he was, Jeremy he was is
1: crazy. <laughs> he was
2: running pretty poorly. Uh but they just they certainly struggle to be at the same level as the other two team their other three teammates are. I mean none of them are on Larson's level, but even if they when, even if he ended up with more wins than Chase and uh, Byron combined last year, he still finished 14th in points. I think it was and just they struggle with consistency.
0: All right, everybody, that's been our picks for Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend, action packed all three series on the track. We've got trucks Friday, Xfinity Saturday and Cup on Sunday. It's going to be a great weekend. And we'll be back to you next week to go over the results. This has been the Bernie Lytics Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Have a good one.